With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing. 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 You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we try to do each and every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, and 7 on the West. Man, glad we're here, glad to be here, glad to be alive on this beautiful Wednesday, August 28, 2019. Man, we've got we've got a little bit going on in boxing this week. Probably have a short show because there's not that much going on, but we got a little bit to talk about. We've got three three headliners, three fight events going on this weekend. Pound for pound, champion trying to unify, get some more belts. We got an old school player from Cuba trying to grab one of these secondary world championship belts, put his name back on the map. And we got some Australians doing their thing probably in the wee hours of the morning. But, you know, it's always a blessing to be out here talking, boxing. And that's what we're going to do. I'm out here coming live out here at Abilene, Texas, on the job site out here working, which, uh, you know, don't like to do too much of, but every now and then I got to get out here for these foolie trips. I'm out here in Abilene, Texas, which is better than Big Lake, Texas, because, you know, at least they've got Chili's and Chick-fil-A and a mall out here. But it's a small place, and today it was 106 degrees outside. Uh, You know, I'm usually in the whip, you know, riding around, making sure shit is getting done. But today... I didn't dare to step outside. I know the workers probably thinking I was hot siding on them, but shit, it was 106 degrees. That was that's just what the thing said at the airport. It said 108 degrees. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, the what's it called? The Amazon's burning. Motherfuckers is is drowning from tsunamis and floods and all this shit. We need to get we need to get it together, man, so we can talk boxing for the next. 20, 30 years to come, man. Uh, but, yeah, it was hot as hell out here. But like I said, glad to be back. 
on this Wednesday. Got a couple of the team members showing up. So let's go ahead, start it off right, take it out there to Inglewood, to the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. Guy you might have heard on, uh, I think it's called Voice, the boxing voice, you know, putting in, spitting that uh, fire. And by fire, I mean Canelo hate. <laughs> you know how these guys are hating on Canelo, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But let's take it to Inglewood to my man, JP, a.k.a. Heavy Handed Jay. What's up, JP? What's popping, man? Oh, I'm chilling, my brother. I'm chilling, man. Uh I don't know all the stuff that's going on in the world, so the rainforest is burning, you say, huh? Yeah, you don't know that? Yeah, the rainforest is burning up. Amazon burning up. They say that's 20% of our oxygen. These niggas just letting it burn. Let it burn. Usher, huh? Well, shit, sorry to hear that. The Amazon, when I hear the word Amazon, I, I think of a tall, thick bitch. So I, I do understand there is an Amazon forest where I'm sure lots of animals live and are being affected right now. So prayers to them, prayers to them. Uh, me, myself, I'm out here in God's vacation in spot, Southern California. You know, it's, it's warm for us. You know, it's probably like 85 today, man. You know, now, that's absurd. We don't we like to dwell around about 70 between 74 and 78 year round, you know, and, you know, so we get about 85, we start to get uncomfortable and be complain about that kind of shit. You know, we spoiled in every realm of things. We're spoiled by the weather. We're spoiled by our sports teams. Spoiled. So it doesn't sound like it's been as bad as out there in uh Abalonia, Texas, I believe you said. But, uh, you know, man, I think we got Lomachenko up. We got Loma up. So it's always uh, I got the binoculars out, and I'll be taking a close look. You know, I feel like over these past couple of fights, Loma has become somewhat human. He's not the untouchable super freak that he once was just a few years ago. He started, you know, we've seen him get dropped of such things. But I think, you know, Lomachenko's training regimen is so unique and they're doing things so outside of the box. I caught some footage of of him staying underwater for three minutes. This is a part of the training they do to expand his lungs. I'm sure you guys seen it too. But I thought that was, you know, intriguing at least. You know what I mean? I don't know how well it works. I mean, in theory, you would understand how that works, right? I mean, the more you practice holding your breath, the more your lung capacity becomes and the more you're able to do it and how that translates into a fight. I mean, in theory, you could see it all. So, you know, I think, and I've seen them doing a lot of different work with balls and hand-eye coordination type methods and practices. So I, I, I like what this guy's doing. And then he has a mean streak and then he can, you know, he can, Get in there and get dirty a little bit. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what we got coming up this weekend. Yes, ma'am. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all. So um, real quick, I, I got some some food coming in the room. But yeah, man, I saw I saw that same thing with Lomachenko. Um, 
doing that, but we're definitely going to talk about that. But let's take it to uh, my man Janelle real quick, see how he's doing out there in central New York. Janelle, man, what's going on? What's cracking? What's popping? How the family doing tonight? Hey, yeah, uh, we was talking yeah. about the Loma Chico fight coming up this Saturday. Yes, sir. Uh, well, not, we ain't talking about it yet. We just, we just doing a little, just a little preview. We're not gonna talk all the way about it yet. I haven't really introduced it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Just how I you see, doing, I man? See, What's the weather like out there in New York? Uh, it's been raining up here most of the day. It's been storming, but outside of that, it's not cold. It's not hot. It's just uh, wet, raining. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, we could have we could have used some rain out here, man. Definitely. But let's get into it, man. And uh let's go ahead and get into it. So, like we said, some people's, you know, the others, pound for pound, number one boxer is fighting over there in the UK, putting his I think he has the WBO and WBA lightweight titles up against the number one ranked WBC fighter, uh, Luke Campbell. Uh, for the vacant WBC lightweight title, um, Luke Campbell is fighting the guy is, is from the United Kingdom. They're fighting in O2 Arena out there in the United Kingdom. So you would think that Luke Campbell is, you know, the fan favorite out there. But it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to be that way. All the footage I've been seeing, Lomachenko is the man. Lomachenko is out there. Out showing this guy in his home—I don't know if it's his hometown, but in his home country, of uh, which is you know sort of like a home state if you're in the USA, you know his home country of the UK. So, you know, like I said, Loma, like we've all been saying, Lomachenko, um, is the pound for pound guy. Most people say they have Crawford or they got Lomachenko as the pound for pound guys, and um, I think this is going to be. This might be a good fight. Now, most not, I don't know if anybody really knows about Luke Campbell, but I saw him fight. I saw him fight against Linares. And, like, I think he's a, I, from what I remember, he's a little taller than Linares. He was a little bigger than Linares. He got dropped by Linares, the same as Lomachenko did, but he, he had a split decision loss. Uh, Luke Campbell is 20 and 2 with 16 KOs. Like I said, he had a split decision loss against. Lenars in 2017, when he, uh, I think that was maybe his first time fighting for a championship belt. That was the WBA uh, and the WBC. So, yeah, that was when uh, Lenars was uh, a unified champion. And then he lost in 2015 to some guy I never heard of when a split decision, I, seemingly at the O2 Arena, which it looks like he fights. He's been fighting that a couple of times, man. But, Luke Campbell is he's all right. When I saw him fight against Lenars, I remember, you know, saying that I might want to keep my eye on this guy because I, I that was when I thought Lenars was the was the real deal, and um, you know he he got dropped, but he at the end came on strong and he lost in a pretty close fight to Lenars. And he's a he's a uh, well I was going to say he's a young guy, but he's not really that young. He's uh, 31 years old. I think that's the same age as Lomachenko. But then you got Vasali Lomachenko. Now, 
as JP stated a little earlier, since he's gone up, you know, he's not he hasn't been looking like the monster that we've been seeing. You know, even though he's been giving boys that work, but we gotta remember against I think against Lenaris, he messed up his shoulder, right? That was in two thousand eighteen, hurt his shoulder, even though he got the TKO, he hurt his shoulder. Uh then he fought he and he got dropped. Then he fought Pedraza and he was, you know, Pedraza, even though he worked Pedraza and got the unanimous decision, he was getting tapped up. You know, he was, he, his face was, that might have been the first, maybe the second time we see this guy face red and bruised up, like he was really in the fight. Then against uh, Anthony Carolla, who he KO'd, I think he broke his knuckle. And that was in 2000, that was in, uh, what is that, April of 2019. So that was four months ago. He had uh, he broke or I believe he broke his knuckle or something like that. So now he's fighting the guy, Luke Campbell. You know, twenty and two. Not really. You know, he's on the up and coming. Like I said, he's the number one WBC rated WBC uh, fighter, and they're fighting for the they're fighting for the vacant WBC belt and Lomachenko's WBA and WBO belts. Uh, Luke Campbell is the guy who's knocking boys out, who's tall, who's long. Um, and he does, he, he's going to be putting in some work, man. Uh, I've been reading that, you know, to be, get prepared for Lomachenko, he's fighting three guys at the same time. So, you know, everybody likes to say Lomachenko's hitting you from everywhere. So this guy's been practicing, getting hit from everywhere, three guys at the same time punching, which is, uh, which is sort of crazy. But like we said, Lomachenko's got these crazy stunts that he's doing, going underwater, juggling, you know, I forgot who it was. You know, he's doing the ball off the hat that I, I, don't, I can't remember. If that was Bradley who act like he ain't never seen that shit before. But uh, Lomachenko's been looking human. And this will put him one belt away from unifying. We all know, uh, what's my man's name that uh, that has the other belt, the African guy, uh, Comey. So the only belt left is Comey. Uh, I believe... You know, if I was going to make a pick, I believe that Lomachenko gets the win, but I think this might be a closer fight. Lomachenko, he's he's not old. I mean, he's, what is he, 31 years old? They're both the same age, uh, but he's been doing a lot of fighting, in it, and he's coming up. You know, this isn't like, I've listened to his interviews, this isn't the weight that he feels the best at. In fact, he says he's challenging, this is his worst weight. That's why he might he won't be going up anymore this is his worst weight because he can't because he's feeling these punches and luke campbell can punch so i think we'll see we'll see a pretty good fight on espn plus you know probably around the evening time five five thirty uh central time i would think but i think we'll get a pretty good fight and i could see lomachenko getting the unanimous decision but coming out looking a little little more human and definitely get in that Comey fight the next to unify. So let's take it to my man, JP. You know, he says he's going to have his binoculars out and uh, see how he feels about this fight. Oh, man. My man, high tech. My man, high tech is in action. <clears throat> and he's in action against a pretty damn good fighter. So that's one thing when uh, I don't expect Vasily Lomachenko probably to see 30 fights in his career. 
started late, you know, um, and went straight in with with some of the best. I believe in his third fight he was fighting Orlando Salido. So, you know, that, that tells you, and he does have that L on his record. So that tells you the type of competition he's been fighting since he got in there. Now he had, you know, a lot of ground to make up coming from two Olympics and, uh, you know, whatever regulations are in place where, you know, those heroes just can't get here in their early 20s like American fighters hit the scene. So we still have some ground to make up, and he's making it up fast. So I don't expect him to see 30 fights in his career. All that said to say, you know, Luke Campbell is a, a damn good fighter, tall, I believe a southpaw, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Smooth operator and is going to be uh, have the length, have the reach, an incredible reach, and he'll have all those advantages over Vasil Lomachenko. That said, you know Vasil's going to have to work his way in. He's going to have to. He's not going to be able to just do what he wants and be on the outside. He's actually going to have to bring the fight to this guy, and we've seen Lomachenko do that. That's like you know that's that next gear. That's that mean streak that he has. Lomachenko seems to have that mean streak or be able to turn that next gear where he'll just start pummeling you. You know, we, we've seen him just beat up guys. You know what I mean? So he doesn't have to be cute. We've seen him be cute and spin and do all kind of cute stuff. But always keep in mind that, you know, we've also seen this guy hit a switch where he starts beating guys up. And that's what he's going to have to do here. He's going to have to slip that jab. <clears throat> that's going to be number one. Luke's going to try to be on the outside. A good fighter, man, knows what he's doing, high pedigree. Um, and he's going to, you know, be trying to use that reach. And Lomachenko, we all know, is a shorter, shorter-armed guy. And so, I, and, and with all that said, Willis, I, I, I second everything you said, and I think in this fight we will see Lomachenko look human. We will see him look human because he's going to get touched and he's going to get you know, he's going to look bad at times. He's going to have a time or two where he looks bad trying to pull off a slick move and a smooth operator like Luke Campbell will catch him here and there. But in the end, I think this will be a 10th round stoppage, something like that. You know, I think Lomachenko eventually will get to him. <clears throat> One thing I do look to see in Lomachenko's career, and this could be any day, is that fast fall off. He's going to fall off that cliff rather quickly. Now, the guy we have as a sample is uh, Gennady Golovkin. Now, Gennady hasn't fallen off of a cliff, but, you know, Gennady's certainly not that destructive powerhouse he was four years ago. I, I don't know, but the reason these guys, to me, fall off that proverbial cliff is all the training. They spend, you know, they, they leave it all in the gym rather than the ring. <laughs> These guys train and train and train and do all that Olympic shit, you know, rather than being pro making money. And then when they go pro, they got to go in there tough. So they got to go get, they, now it's time to make up for all that lost time. And they move fast along in their careers. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Vasil. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Uh, I don't think Luke Campbell can beat him, but I expect, you know, within the next two years, you will see that him falling off of that proverbial cliff. But my prediction is going to be a 10th round stoppage for Lomachenko. 
Okay, even so, even with Lomachenko suffering a broken knuckle, I think four months ago, you, you still think he's got what it takes to uh, knock Luke Campbell out? Oh yeah. Him? Okay. I don't know if he knocks him out. He'll stop him, uh, you know, probably to the body. I mean, we've seen him have those tools in the bag. I mean, like I said, we've seen him. We've seen him be cute. We've seen him be rough, and everything in between. So, and we've seen him just have fun with a guy's body here and there. Remember when he did that? Oh, like he, when he hit uh, was my man Sosa, Sosa to the body, and he's like, "Damn, I know that hurt." You know, this guy, you know, he got some tricks in his bag. He, he did Gary Russell pretty wrong. You know, you know, we consider Gary Russell high pedigree, an Olympian. We consider Gary Russell one of the better boxers in the world. You know, Gary Russell is held in that regard and that esteem. So, and Lomachenko kind of, uh, like, dogged him. And not necessarily dogged him, but, like, made it not competitive. Like, you're not on my level, Gary Russell. I will play with you low-key. You know what I mean? So that, that's the guy we're talking about, man, the guy that can make Gary Russell look kind of whack. So I do expect to see him be able to dig in that bag of tricks and do what he has to do to get the W. Okay. Hey, Janelle, how do you feel about uh, this Lomachenko fight? I see this fight being a very competitive, entertaining fight. In the end, I think Lomachenko comes out on top by referee stoppage. I think he's just going to take too many uh, unanswered shots as Campbell. Probably, like, someone in the championship rounds, definitely. But I think it's going to be very competitive while it lasts. I think Lomachenko's going to push the limit, but he's going to show that, that, that he's a true warrior. And he's, going to show, um, he's going to show his grit. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this fight. I, I think this fight is going to be a, more more than actually a lot of people actually expecting. A lot of guys think it's going to be a one a one way uh, cakewalk, but 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 I really don't see that. I think it's going to be very very exciting, very tough round a uh, 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 fight for the first six seven rounds until Lomachenko starts kicking on, and I'm looking like by the championship rounds it's going to be a stoppage referee stoppage. Yeah, see, um, I mean, I agree with you. I, I believe this is going to be a pretty good fight, but I don't think Luke Campbell gets stopped because, like I said, when I saw, I remember him fighting Linares, and I remember him getting stronger as the fight was going on, similar to what Lomachenko was doing. Lomachenko that. was getting getting work. I I Go understand ahead. that, but Linares don't hit you with different shots, multiple different angles, and combination like Lomachenko. I can see a lot of unanswered shots is what's going to stop this fight. It's not that he's going to be knocked out. He's going to be on the floor getting slow, getting back up. It's just a lot of unanswered shots. Once he gets in his rhythm, he's just hitting you with shots that you don't see coming. And he's just going to be covered up, just taking shots. And that's the way I see him getting stopped. And, of course, he's going to argue so you, about the stoppage, but. You don't think him fighting three people at once is going to help him out? I mean, I mean, he's not the first guy to do that. Uh, James Kirkland over there, Wolf in this corner, he, he's fucking do six guys. He's going to beat him up in the corner. He'll fight out of the corner and shit. But it's a different <laughs> ball. I mean. No, 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 it's true. It's the truth. If you go on YouTube, you can see that shit. I mean, that, no, I believe my, the, uh, Down in Texas, man, the, that Ann Wolf was a savage the way she used to train that man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, you know, she was a savage, but you know, and it was literally six guys doing that shit, just beating the fuck out. He's just fighting out of the fucking corner and shit, and not allowed to hold. You know what I mean? He just got to fight his way out. But um, still, after it all said, I think when it comes down to it, when you're fatigued and – it's a different ball game when you're in the fight itself. You know what I mean? I just really see Lomachenko. I see Campbell just covering up, 
and, and having no answers later in the fight. That's what's going to cause stoppage. And I can see the corner jumping in and saying, oh, no, 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 don't stop, don't stop. He's still fighting, he's still fighting. But a lot of unanswered shots is going to stop, is going to cause a stoppage. It always does. Okay. So I mean, there you got, we got two people. Yeah, two people. We, I, we all agree that it's going to be a pretty good fight. Uh, Janelle and JP believe that it will be a stoppage. Uh, let's see. Let's go out there to, uh, to Central Cal to see what my man R.C. thinks about it. R.C., we're talking about Vasily Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell. Uh, Lomachenko putting up his WBA and WBO light heavyweight titles, um, fighting the number one contender, um, the number one ranked Luke Campbell for the vacant WBC lightweight title. How do you feel about this one, this fight, my man? Yeah, 21. Hey, what's going on, man? Running late, fellas. Uh, <clears throat> I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I thought I was going to be the only person coming on here thinking that it'd be somewhat of a competitive fight and give Luke Campbell more credit than probably your average boxing fan would give him. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm sick of this Lomachenko shit, man. I just really want to see him get in there with. I want to see Tank whoop his ass. I want to see him try and fight Mikey Garcia. I want to see him fight somebody, man. Luke Campbell. It's definitely better opposition than some of these guys he's been in the ring with. But I'm just tired of this guy, man. I'm tired of Mamachenko already. Um, uh, I think that Luke Campbell is a really – he has a, a he has good reach, very rangy puncher, throws in combination. I like what I see from him whenever I put him on the – or whenever he's on the screen. Um, I mean, I like what this guy could do. Uh, when, when someone tries to get close to him, he'll chop to the body and has a very wide looping hook that could be – a problem for him, and I think that's what's going to ultimately determine the factor that I think Lomachenko wins this fight by body stoppage in the late round, somewhere around 10 to 11. Uh, <clears throat> I think it'll be a very competitive fight, but as we've seen, Lomachenko, uh, uh, he has uh, the ability to get you right in. Goddamn rice cooker. Uh, he's got the ability to get them body shots in there without having to get up too much space in order to put uh, some force of a punch that'll put a guy down and possibly out. Um, so I think Luke Campbell will have some success in the fight, more success than what people think. But in the end, I think ultimately, Vasil Lomachenko gets into the body and ends up stopping Luke Campbell with a valiant effort, you know, moral victory, all that good stuff. He can he can t- he can uh, tip his cap and and almost rise his stock a little bit, even though you know he's had. The split decision loss to Jorge Linares, which is a really good fight, good outing. But now you're in there with Lomachenko. Uh, you know, the little guy's good. But um end of the day, he's uh, he's going to be too much on the inside from what I see. I'm not saying it's a weakness for Luke Campbell, but I think against Lomachenko, it will be a weakness in this fight. And it will unfortunately cost him in the late rounds. We'll call him Vasil Lomachenko, 10th round, stopping to the body. Oh, well, yeah, there you have it from RC. I mean, it's unanimous. We all think it's going to be a good fight. Unanimous, we all think Lomachenko is going to win. But I'm the only one that thinks Luke Campbell survives. And, you know, I could be wrong. But we haven't seen We've seen him get dropped. We've seen him come uh, get up and fight uh, valiantly against uh, Linares. But like Janelle said, Linares ain't shooting shots from every angle uh, all the time. He's just doing the same old shit from the outside. And he and Linares gets tired. So, yeah, man, I think we're going to have a good fight. Like I said, it's on ESPN Plus. 
um, over there in the UK. So it's going to be, you know, early evening uh, or late afternoon fight for you guys out there on the on the on the West Coast. But yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuned in, checking this out, man. But uh, let's get on to the next one. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. We got old school G. You know, a guy that people used to like, a guy that some say beat the cash cow in the game, Canelo. You know, this this guy might be – JP's going to be doing a rant sooner than later, and this guy might be brought up in, in this rant because some people think that he beat Canelo Alvarez. But this is guy, Eris Von D. Lara, 25-3 with three draws, 14 KOs is on his way back up and he's fighting for I'm not sure what the hell this is. This is some kind of WBA. It says oh championship belt. I'm looking and I know that Julian Williams it is the WBA champion and the IBF champion. So I'm not sure. This must be but it says super champion. So this must just be the regular champion, you know, like that boy Manny Pacquiao was. He's fighting for the W the vacant WBA um, super welterweight title. So, uh, you know, against some guy that I've never heard of named Ramon Alvarez. Um, this fight's going to be on Fox Sports 1 during the, uh, you know, at nighttime. It's out here, at, not out here. It's in Minneapolis at the, uh, at the Armory, a place where there's a, a lot of fights going down, especially on uh, in the PBC. seems like they're out there a lot. But Laura, you know, he's on his way to, you know, making another fight, making another uh, – getting another shot at a real championship title. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that he's going to beat this guy, Ramon Alvarez, who is uh, 28 and Isn't seven. that guy related to Canelo? He looks like it. I don't know yeah, if it's his brother. Older he probably brother. says Canelo Alvarez is his brother. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but people say yeah, it's his brother. It might brother. be. We've seen him fight before. Yeah, I'm oh, looking oh, at him. Okay. He looks like Canelo. Yeah. We saw he fought Brandon Rio, uh, Rios in 2018, got TKO. Yeah, this might be his brother. It might be his older brother because they look, they look, he looks similar. Yeah, he is his brother, man. I don't know. Canelo's mom, she must have been messing around. I had that guy come out looking all redhead and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's from, yeah, this guy, he, he's he got that same little widow's peak, though. Yeah, that's Canelo's brother for sure, now that I'm looking at him. But, yeah, man. Uh, he was number from Irish white boy slugging around Sinaloa, drunk as shit, Irish in Mexico. <laughs> nailed her ass, nailed her ass a couple times off a gang of tequila. Yeah, they've got him. So they're fighting for this WBA regular title, you know, which will probably get whoever wins this a, a shot. You know, they've got uh, Aris Landy Lara as the uh, number two, the number two ranked uh, W uh, contender in the WBA, uh, and Ramon Alvarez is number six. So it's not like it's when you're looking at WBA, it's not like it's that much of a, a mismatch. You know, uh, Aris Landy Lara. I think he's probably, what is he, maybe about 35. He's 36 years old. So this is going to be his last chance. He's coming off a split decision 
win uh, a split decision draw against some guy named Castano. Uh, I think I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw that. He's coming off that split decision uh, loss to Jared Hurd, uh, which he which, you know, he got dropped at the end. He was doing good work until he started getting dropped at the end. But, uh, you know. 2018 we'll fight of the year. To, yeah, we'll go to uh, JP first, man. Do you think, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all we all agree that Laura's going to win this fight against Canelo's older brother. But do you think Laura has what it takes to make his final push to, you know, become a real champion um, in this division? Well, man, no, I don't. I I I think we've seen a pretty, uh, I don't want to say drastic or steep, but a marginal decline in Arislandi Lara, and that's to be expected. You know, he's that he's that Cuban, eh? so Delgado, uh, Castillo, all of them. You know, he could be older than the what thirty six, thirty seven that we think he is. But uh, talk about a career, man, that. It's just that Cuban career, dude. The the style never quite catches the crowd, and you know when you never quite catch the crowd, and then you're you got that Cuban style. You are hard as fuck to beat, and for for stints of their careers, all of them, and I, I harken back to Casamayor. You know, all of them, they they will give people fits. Eric Lara. Uh, I'd say year two thousand. What is this? Nineteen. I want to say about maybe. 12, that was the dude I thought could beat Floyd Mayweather. I said, if Floyd ever fight him, if Floyd ever dare try to fuck with 154, that tall, long Cuban dude is the guy that I think got the style to beat him. You know, a similar style, but different, longer, um, a little more aggressive on offense. But, um, you know, just one of my favorite stylistic fighters, man, just was at his time in his peak, at his prime, could be could, could have been the best fighter in the world. You could have put him in there with anybody. You hear the reverence the Charlo brothers have for him. They like, you know, that's damn near big bro, you know, especially back in them days. It was like, I wouldn't, you know, Laura's attitude was like, man, I wouldn't fight them. They already know what it do. They already know what type of work I do. Ronnie Shields, all that. You know, that was the dude just one of the pound-for-pound fighters that never really was. I think, you know, his peers, they they know who he is. Uh, Canelo knows who he is, and that's a fight, you know, similar to Trinidad de la Hoya where the stylistic fighter, you know, racked him up, racked him up. But down the stretch, thought he could get on his bike, very similar to de la Hoya in the Trinidad fight. And it cost them the fight due to, um, you know, inactivity, supposed or you know, uh, you know, people just don't like to see you do that. But you know, the guy, in, in most people's opinion, in my estimation, beat Canelo. Uh, just uh, uh, one of the best fighters, one of my favorites that never quite truly was. But we know about him if you're a hardcore. I don't think he ever made the casual fans' radar. But at this point. Yeah, I think he could beat um, Humberto Alvarez or whoever, Jose Alvarez. Uh, but do I think he can, after that, that, that beating he took from Hurd, and I knew at that point if Erislandi is not able to outslick this Frankenstein-type fighter, 
he's not the same Laura that I knew and loved because he would have hurt him. You know, he would miss and made him pay. And that was what Laura was in, at his prime. I'm going to make you miss, and I'm going to make you pay heavily. And that's why I say he was a little different than Floyd in that, in that regard because he made you pay bad. You know, uh, I think he did gain some notoriety from the fight he had with um, El Perro, uh, Angelo. And uh, he ended Angelo's career. You know, I think he uh, broke his orbital. But uh, Laura got dropped, hurt a lot in that fight. You know, and that will also speak to something when you have to consider that Laura was getting dropped. While I'm trying to act like he this super masterful dude, he was getting dropped by Angelo. Now, at a time, Angelo was a problem, was a beat time for a short period of time, just like James Kirkland was for a short period of time. But, uh, you know, still, I, I believe the fighters knew. Uh, we've, we've seen what he did with Canelo, and um, he never was able to reach his, where, where I think he should have been, but that's a story of a Cuban fighter. I'm going to take him in this fight this weekend. I'm going to take him in the... Uh, Shit, I, I'll take him in the in the in the unanimous in the unanimous. I got Laura in the unanimous decision. All right, RC, what do you think about Laura making this climb back up to a real championship belt? I mean, I, I think I think he did take a, a little drop off, like JP said. Uh, his fight with Jared Hurd was insane, well deserved for. The fight of the year in 2018, I believe. Um, hell of a fight, man. Hell of a fight. Uh, but you know, in his career, he's he's had um, he's gotten better from a, a a standpoint of dozing off the crowds after the Canelo fight. He had a lot more fights where he finished off at the late end of the career. Usually, it's supposed to be like that in the the beginning of the career because you know once you step up in competition, um, the knockout rate goes significantly down once you step in uh, with upper echelon and world-class fighters and things of that nature. But, um, no, I think Arizlani Lara, you know, I I echo the sentiments of JP. I thought that he was one of the the best fighters that people didn't know about. Hardcore fighters, uh, hardcore fans, I should say, they knew about him. We all knew about the southpaw with that kind of range, long jab. I mean, and and he has just a, a, a stiff stab to the body with that range and the, leg, the the length of his legs and how he can just snap that in there. He was um, he was one of the better fighters, man, and uh, upper tier for sure. And uh, he has taken a step back, you know. Uh, that's just going to happen. I'm not sure how old he is, like for real, for real. But, um, you know, I like Arizona Law a lot. Um, he's always been one of my guys in RC country for, for a long time now. I also believe that he had – won that fight, that fight on the points against Canelo Alvarez. Here nor there, a win's a win's a loss a loss. Uh, but I think that he will come out and get a stoppage victory over this, uh, what is it, Ramon Alvarez, I believe his name is. Um, I don't like him. I don't like him. I seen him when I went to Vegas for, uh, I think it was, I think it was Gennady Canelo the first time. And uh, I was talking to Bermain Severn at the time. We were at the MGM during the press time. And uh, I seen um, – I was talking to Severn for a little bit, and I seen Alvarez walking by with a Canelo hat. 
and everybody's like, oh, it's Canelo's brother, and he's just taking pictures of everybody. And like, it's Canelo's brother. That's how I knew for sure it was Canelo's brother because I seen this guy. And uh, and I was by Severn and a couple of his guys. We're chopping it up. We talked no longer than three minutes, something like that. But I go, yo, big Severn, you trying to go take a picture with Canelo's brother or what? You know, he, in a very scary manner, he said, why the fuck would I do that? And I said, yeah, me too. Said, me too. Me too. <laughs> so uh, that was my experience when I met Alvarez the very first time. Or seen him, and I walked right by him as if I had no idea who he was. So, uh, but I didn't like the fact that he was over there uh, putting it out there that Canelo's my brother. I'm I'm Canelo's older brother. Take a picture with me now. But uh, just a little story for that for the people who didn't know. Uh, but uh, I've seen him fight too. He's not very. He's very ordinary, to put it kind of frank. I don't see anything special about Alvarez at all. Um, he looks the part but he is not the part. Therefore, I got Arizlani Lara getting a stoppage victory also, and I say about eight rounds. I think that little Canelo or older Canelo brother is going to have to take a seat because Arizlani Lara, he knows that the end is near and he's going to have to make a, a pretty big splash to try to get in there and get some final paydays for his career. So I think he'll be putting his foot on the accelerator more so than not. I got Lara stopping him. Uh, most definitely, most definitely. Janelle. Yo. Um, I think Lawrence past his prime. I mean, he's well past his prime. Yeah, I mean, I think if he fights Hurd in the rematch, I think Hurd stops him in a rematch. I thought he beat Hurd, edged, edged Hurd in, in the first fight, but I think in a rematch, I think he gets stopped by Hurd. Um, I think he beats Alvarez, barely beats Alvarez. Ramon Alvarez. I, I think he barely beats him. Yeah. Brandon I mean, Rios beat Alvarez. I'm, I'm well, you know, I really think that, well, I think he beats him, but it's just not going to be like that same, not that same law that we're accustomed to seeing, you know. I think, I think Law is just a finished fight, honestly. He's just, he, I mean, he's just there trying to collect a few more payers. It's like how Holyfield was Oh, when Holyfield was saying at that point in his career, oh, my goal is to beat on this future champion, although we all knew that Holyfield would never be never champion again, but he was still around. My goal is to be on this future champion. After he lost to James Tony, my goal is to be the champion once again. I mean, come on, it's not going to happen again, man. I mean, you're past it. You know what I mean? The only thing that Laura's not getting beat up left and right, but I think eventually, man, he's going to wind up getting beat up and getting stopped by guys, but Again, he's going to be Alvarez, but I don't think it's going to be anything spectacular. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, he's a shell of himself. And we all, and after this fight, we're going to be clamoring for him to retire. I just, I mean, I mean, the guy had phenomenal talent in the prime of his career. I mean, he got cheated out of a lot, out of, a lot of wins. Out of, uh, mainly that come to mind with the Paul Williams and, of course, the uh, uh, Canelo fight. But, I mean, that law is just not there today. I think he needs to call it a quit. Call it a day. Well, I mean, I feel you on that. You know, like everybody's been saying, Laura isn't the same guy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he washes uh, uh, Ramon Alvarez and probably knocks him out. If Brandon Rios cannot, can get a TKO, I think Laura can probably wash this guy. Um like I said, he's twenty eight and seven, been knocked out three three times uh three times. Now he might not go to sleep, but I could see them getting the stoppage, man. But 
you know, Laura's he's on his way. This, like I said, this is for the regular uh, WBA, you know, championship. So his name will he's a, he'll be a world champion. He's not the super champion. That's uh, that's uh, not J Rock. Uh, what's my man's name? Julian Williams. Um, yeah, that's Julian Williams belt. But you know, I don't think he could beat Julian Williams. But I think that would be a good fight. Um, Tony Harrison, Jaime Munguia are the other champions. Tony Harrison probably ain't going to have that WBC belt too much longer whenever he stops being scared and fights uh, the uh, uh, young male Charlo. But, yeah, I mean, like everybody's saying, Laura isn't what he used to be. He used to be a top-notch boxer now. But, you know, with his skills and his uh, his boxing ability, I think he'll be able to, you know, he'll be able to do all right against these younger guys. But, he isn't um he isn't gonna be able to beat him, but I think we all have the unanimous um e- easy work for Laura for this uh regular WBA junior middleweight or super welterweight, whatever you wanna call it, championship belt. But let's go on to the next. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. I think nobody cares about this, but I'll just say it, Jeff Horn. He's in a fight over there against some guy named Michael Zerafa out there in Australia. Nobody gives a shit about that, so let's go on to the next. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, we got two two guys that are moving up in weight, man. I just wanted to see how you guys, what you guys think about these guys moving up and if you think they can be serious contenders. First guy is uh, Maurice Hooker, who we just saw lose at 140 to um, uh, Jose Ramirez. He's decided to go up to welterweight, which I think is a horrible idea. You know, he just got knocked out. He just got put to sleep standing up by Jose Ramirez at 140. I don't, I don't think, even though he has good boxing skills, his, his I don't know, his, his defense and his chin showed me that moving up to 147 isn't, isn't going to do him any good. Um, but also, uh, Leo Santa Cruz um, is moving up to 130. Uh, Santa Cruz is the 126, the number one rated guy at 126. Um, I think he has – he's the WBA champ. He had a belt at at 122, so he's trying to be a three-division champion and going up there to 130 with the likes of guys like Burchell. Devontae Davis, uh, Farmar, and uh, and guys like that. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he can do it. He might be able to, to contend with Tevin Farmer, uh, maybe. But I'm seeing guys like Barchell, maybe Herring. You know, if he can get a fight against old-ass Herring, he might be able to get him another belt if he does it quickly uh, before Herring gives that up because he's the WBO champ. But Javante Davis probably kills him. Virchel probably kills him. Um, but I think that's interesting that he's deciding to go up. Uh, JP, what do you think about these two guys going up? Like I said, Maurice Hooker is going up to 147. Um, you know, do you think he, he has any chance of getting the title at 147? And also Leo Santa Cruz, uh, two-division champion, moving up to 130. With the, there's a lot of beasts. Well, Hooker, 
Um, obviously, he thinks what happened in the Ramirez fight is due to the weight. Usually, you see something like this, a quick adjustment, a fighter deciding to go to a complete different weight class following a fight. That's usually an indication that the fighter thinks that the training regimen he has to go through to make that weight is a uh, it's hinder it's a hindrance to him. It's not a benefit. So that's uh, a guy going from 140 to 147. That's a seven pound jump. That's one of the the bigger jumps you have in boxing. So you know this is going to be Hooker going into a complete different realm. Of man, you know, you, 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 these are probably guys that walk around at 160 plus. So, Hooker's call, he, you know, the, the, this weight may be a benefit to him. You know, maybe Hooker had to dehydrate too much and he left too much in the gym rather than the ring going into the fights. And he just, and, and I do think that has to do with your resistance. I think Hooker's resistance um, is very questionable to me. You know, right now it does his punch resistance. He's one of those guys that his punch resistance doesn't look there. And a lot of times when a guy has shabby-looking punch resistance, people equate that to him sometime being in the wrong weight class. He's leaving too much in the gym. You know, when you see a guy, you know, take a drink of water and drink a Pedialyte directly after they get off the scale, you know, that that's not good. That, that usually, at least in my estimation, is an indication that you're leaving too much in the gym. So for Hooker, that could be the case. Can I see him getting a belt at uh, 147? Uh, yeah, if, if the right guy presents, presents himself. Uh, I think he could be competitive. You know, well, could, could Hooker give Keith Thurman some trouble right now? Uh, maybe. You know, I'd have to see it. You know, Hooker was a, a good fighter, a decent fighter. He was in that Ramirez fight, but seemed to come apart. You know, seemed to come apart here and there. Um, one of my favorite fighters, Leo Santa Cruz, you know, shake the wrist, shake the glove every time you're about to punch. Uh, I'm happy. You know, that, that just makes the division an already loaded top-heavy division even the more better with, you know, Santa Cruz coming in here with with all his esteem and uh, prestige attached to him, and just makes the division all the more interesting. I would, you know, love to see all those fights being matched up. I mean, Burchelt Santa Cruz, are you kidding me? That's a fire fight. That's a sure fight fight of the year. You know, I, I mean, I just can't see it not be. It ain't nobody gonna be sitting here uh, fainting, and you know, these dudes gonna be coming for throwing, throwing. So. Absolutely love Leo Santa Cruz and can't wait to see him start mixing it up with all those guys at 130. I mean, is he ducking the guy? Is he ducking uh, uh, Russell Jr. or Oscar Valdez? Josh Warrington? Hell no. You know, uh, I've really never heard uh, Gary Russell much talk about him. You know, Gary's still talking about he won't smoke with a Lomachenko, whatever, whatever. But I believe uh, Santa Cruz will beat any of them dudes, and he, he ain't worried about none of them. I believe he took on Frampton when Frampton was better than uh, all those dudes. He, he took an L, came right back. I didn't think he could beat Frampton and beat him. And looked, you know, 
So, so that's when I really took the wheel of the bandwagon and said, hey, I'm on this uh, Santa Cruz bandwagon and uh, I'm driving. I'm the captain now. So, you know, I love this Leo. I feel that. Hey, Janelle, man, what do you think about these two guys going up and wait, deciding to go up and wait? Uh, I can't talk right now. I got to. I'm muting. I can't talk right now. I'm moving tied up. All right. I text you. I'm ready to talk. Well, hey, ain't going to be no time because that's where we're going to end it. But, yeah, man, uh, like I said, it wasn't too much going on, man, so we had to, you know, talk a little bit. Uh, Maurice Hooker, I don't think he wants to see any of those guys, those beasts out there at, at 147. He ain't beating nobody. He ain't beating Keith Thurman. He ain't beating – he might – you know, he ain't beating Danny Garcia. You know, he ain't beating Porter. He ain't beating you guys. I don't think he's beating anybody. Um, you know, this might be a career killer for him. Santa Cruz, you know, I, I want to see the fights. I want to see what he's got. You know, I'm sure he could be Heron, um, but I'm not – I don't know if he's beating Davis. Burchell, I don't know if he's getting those guys, but he's trying. He wants to be a three-division champ, you know, and I ain't mad at him, man. I am – I, too, am a Leo Santa Cruz fan, so I want to see what he can do, see what he, see what he takes, man. But um, I think that's where we're going to end it. Uh, JP, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Anything going on with the Relatively Fat and Black po- uh, podcast? Uh want to give anybody a little um, – a little sample of what you got where we're going to have a little special episode of you going in on my main man. Oh, definitely. I got a rant coming up, y'all. I got a Canelo rant. You know, I've stumbled upon or I've fathomed some new angles I want to bring to to everyone's attention. I'm not going to talk any PED, you know, cycling trends that I see. I'm not going to talk about that. But I'll, I'll just talk about things, you know, that I, I, I don't know, man. I, I want to say we're in a new day and age. Canelo is, is essentially a new champion right now, a new kind of champion. He's a social media champion. He's our first, not being saying he's a, so, a champion on social media, but he's the first champion that has been, he's like the, since the introduction of social media and and all these new platforms we have, and all the just new boxing. There's a new era in boxing. Cause new HBO is no longer a part of it. Whereas HBO has carried the torch for decades, HBO isn't even a part of what we have going now. And the introduction of social media into all of our lives have changed humanity. Uh, smartphones has changed humanity. But I'll talk about Canelo and him being kind of a newer champion and, and what the older champions have to endure, the, the cash cows, the, 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 the number one pound-for-pound pound guys, the guys that when you think boxing, you think them. You know, the Mayweather, the De La Hoya, the Chavez, the Hagler, the Hearns, the Ray Leonard, you know, and going on back, going on back so forth to Mike Tyson. The things these guys took on before they were that guy, and I'll draw some kind of um, – some narrative to support where I think, and I think, you know, we're just seeing a new day and age in boxing, man, and we'll, we'll talk about it all. Canelo rant coming soon. Most definitely. So y'all stay in tune, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in um, on Sunday. want to thank 
my boys for showing up. I want to thank RC for popping up. I know he had you know a little busy out there, out there in the main streets of Central California. Um, but yeah, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about the fights um, and talk about whatever the hell else is going on in boxing. And y'all, y'all stay tuned. We don't know when it's gonna happen, but y'all stay tuned for for my man JP's Canelo rant. And I'll be on there definitely to shoot slugs into any kind of nonsense this guy's talking about <laughs> when he's talking about the cash cow number three um, top five pound for pound boxing guy in the game today, man. But we'll see y'all on Sunday. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. We out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.